My safe word will be whiskey. Sorry, Rod, what was that? Whiskey. This is Steve from the Lost and Dramslation podcast, Park Whiskey Society, and <laughs> I'm with uh, I'm here with Sean, my co-host. Hey, it's Sean. Sean Kincaid. Uh, today, today it's just the two of us hanging out, drinking whiskey once again. Um, we had a pretty good response <laughs> off the uh, the four shared whiskeys that we did. Yeah, we did. We had a really good response. We uh, we decided to do another one similar to that. Uh, today we have four rye whiskeys, as rye seems to be one of the categories that gets the least amount of attention. So we figured at least up here, yeah, in Canada for sure. There's not a lot of rye out there. Like there's not a lot of good rye on our shelves here, though. I don't think. Like rye is a f- it's far bigger in the U.S. Yeah, and in Canada, just because of the bourbon in Canada, thing. rye is like the synonymous word with Canadian whiskey. So, you know, a lot of times people think they're drinking rye and it's not. They're not. They're drinking corn. But um, we have four actual rye whiskeys in front of us. And the cool thing about this is we are going to be tasting them blind. We don't know which one's which. We know which four we're drinking. Yeah, we know what we're drinking, but we don't know what order we're drinking in. They're completely blind to us. And they're all like the almost identical color. Yeah. Minus one. They all look the same in the bottle, but one came out a little darker in the glass. Yeah. So we'll, we'll find out soon enough. We'll just give you a quick rundown of the four that we're going to be tasting. And we have no idea what order they're in, but uh, we went a little... Pick some cool ones. So we have Cooperstown Cooper's Ransom Small Batch Rye Whiskey from New York State. Which is available here. Yeah, it's available. We've seen it on the shelves. All of these are available in Edmonton. Yeah. Um, so that one... Uh, yeah, it's 51% ABV and it is finished in a Cabernet Sauvignon, California Cabernet Sauvignon casks. It's, so, um, I think it's like two, two, three years old. I think it was aged two years in, in like your standard charred American oak and then finished for a period of time in those Cabernet casks. So that may be an outlier in this. Um, the next one we have is. A standard Canadian actual rye whiskey, 100% rye. It's the regular release of Lot 40. So, which is a it's a fairly well known and popular yeah Lot 40. So I'm curious how it does. Yeah, um, I mean it's versatile in, in a blind, right? Like it's it's yeah. a totally yeah, lots of versatility. Yeah, cocktail straight anything, cocktails and anything, and then I I enjoy it with even a rock and even though it's low proof but yeah it'll stand up to a little bit of ice and absolutely um we have another canadian it's actually one that's special to us it's a uh, hansen northern eyes whiskey and it's the first whiskey ever released out of edmonton alberta this one's actually from their very the very first barrel that they filled i um because i went to the like the the opening the yeah. ceremony um so this is bottle number 84 out of the very first barrel which is kind of cool it is really cool and then I, of course, had to throw in an outlier, and it's uh, Kilbegan Irish Whiskey, and it's a small batch rye from Ireland, <laughs> so we'll see. It's, um, I don't know, I read about it, and there's, it's like an ancient, well, not ancient, but like, the, the recipe <laughs> is like a heritage it's recipe. It's a hundred years old, the whiskey, yeah, yeah. And, aged in, <laughs> uh, no, it's probably, it's probably a three to four year, I'm guessing. Yep, it's, you know, it pays homage to the golden age of Irish whiskey. 
and it's just rye, malt, and barley. So they're all going to be they're all going to be young. They're all within lot forty, probably being the cheapest of the bunch, but between that, like forty dollars and a hundred dollars, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, so. like Northern Eyes. What's that? Sixty, seventy bucks. Yeah, the distillery seventy. But it's yeah, being being craft, you're always going to pay a little bit more. Um, Cooperstown's also they're they're a small distillery out of New York State, so they're they're craft as well, and they're yeah. By the time it lands here, it's I think it's between eighty and a hundred. And then the Kilbegan's sixty five bucks. And the reason this even came on my radar is with our uh, episode with Barry Chandler, and he told a story about Kilbegan how the distillery closed down, but the town kept paying the. Uh, was it the distillery license fee? And so technically they've been the oldest operating, continuously operating distillery. So when I was checking out what we have on the shelves for Kilbeg and I saw there was a rye and figured, hey, why not try some Irish rye? Why the fuck not? Exactly. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, we'll, we'll dive into the first dram and talk about that. Talk about whatever. Yep. So let's, uh, let's get into it. It smells like rye. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Imagine that. It does smell like rye. It smell. It doesn't. It, I know. I know which one this one is. <laughs> I think we both do. Yeah. Only because you can get the. You get the wine notes yeah. out of it. <laughs> right out of the some, nose. Some wine notes. On it. <laughs> yeah. Weird. This one we knew was going to be if kind of an outlier. If we're wrong, I'll be. <laughs> oh God. I'll yeah. Laugh at, laugh at you and laugh at me. Yeah. Well, let's let's just get into it. What? I think it, we're wrong. No, we're not. I don't know. <laughs> going deep. It's going deep with that schnaz. Yeah, my big schnaz. All right, let's try it. See, now I definitely think we're wrong. No, there's no way. I get um I get a southern I get I get like that southern rye richness out of that. <laughs> I don't. I get <laughs> I get Canadian. Hopefully, we filled our glasses or the glasses were filled with the right stuff. Well, I pour you get Canadian out of that one? No, there's no way. Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah, I get. I get, but I get that like. I honestly. And the proof, the proof like gives it away for me too. See, and mine seems soft. Maybe my right. energy drink we, is distorting yeah, maybe my your rock star, the yeah, the two tall boy rock stars that you pounded probably this morning. <laughs> no, I, right off the hop, the nose. I seriously thought it was the the Coopers, but the taste that's no, so familiar. Get, man, in the finish, it's nothing. It's like it's all wine notes in my eyes. I don't know. Don't you get it? Like right, not on the take taste. a couple breaths. And then lick your tongue. <laughs> lick your tongue. <laughs> yeah. No, like I don't know. A little bit of that like wine dryness. That maybe a little but... meatiness kind of thing to it. I don't know. That at least that's what I'm getting. Who knows? Like they're all. Yeah. I don't know. They're they're all virtually the same color here. I'm it's trying, weird. Trying to look for uh, <laughs> the, giveaways, but the the nose on it, I can definitely see why you think that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Well it's good, it's good. Yeah, I like it. Like it's it's got a nice spiciness to it. Um, not like a bitter spice. No. But like a rich spice. There's, there's which you don't always like 
with rye you can kind of get either or yeah with rye i mean it's the category itself you can get go from straight up dill pickles to like yeah baking spice don't get any dill i don't have any dill on this either and honestly it's been a while since i drank any of these (laughs) so yeah oh me too i don't know i don't i don't think this is the american one well i'm not gonna drink it all i'll save a tiny bit I, just to go, okay, first <laughs> just to go back. Thirst impressions. Thirst impressions. Yeah. Dram fine girls always say. I'm gonna go. I'm saying. I'm saying this is a lot forty. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say it's Cooper. So remember, we should be right this time. No, that's still fun. Um. <laughs> well, we got through that one quick, and it's like I don't know. There's not really for me. I'm definitely getting wine. I don't know. I'm getting. I think I'm getting wine notes out of it. Sean does not think he's getting wine notes out of it. So I, one of us is one of us is up for lunch. One of us needs to. Do you need a warm up dram? Do we need to pour you? Do we need to pour you some like Johnny Walker Black to like red? sanitize your? Or, or sorry, Johnny Walker Red to sanitize your palate or something do you like have that. Have Johnny Walker Red? I've never bought a bottle no, of Johnny Walker <laughs> Red in my life. So, and that, I probably won't. That won't change either. So, I don't okay. know. Put it put it aside. Yeah. Let's um. Should we do two and so, then break off into Yeah, and then we'll have some fun with some other segments. So let's yeah, let's jump right into the number two that we have here. Um seeing this one's completely different. Yeah, it's way different. It's still way more grainy. Yeah, it's a little still, more a little more like like orchard fruit. Fruity, but yeah. you still like you still get a bit of rye. Like you can tell it's rye. Yeah. Oh man. It's got a, a bit of like um wood like f- yeah. wood floor dustiness kind of thing Pen- like a pencil wood- shaving yeah yeah, yeah. Pen- hey there's a there's a buzzword tasting note for you <laughs> right pencil shavings how often do you can put pencil shavings in your mouth i get tre- treacle marzipan <laughs> and pencil shavings <laughs> yeah yeah that's gonna be an inside joke forever <laughs> treacle and marzipan i don't know it's it's a weird note it's kind of transforming a bit too yeah. and it's it's definitely not a high proof it's got decent legs on the glass which nobody can see except for us oh, all right let's put it in our mouths whoa way more rye character yeah quite a bit more this oh, i hate blind tastings <laughs> um this okay it's just like it's got it's rye <laughs> i know i was like trying to think of tasting notes but it is just it is just rye. It's rye. And then if you know, if you drink a rye before, yeah. this is rye. But when you go back and nose it after you've drank it, you can definitely pick out way more rye than original, like the first nose. Yeah. I like to blow the glass out. Mm-hmm. I like to blow. The- <laughs> yeah. Ball deep. Well, I'm ready. So, to, I'm ready to guess. Are you ready to guess? Okay. I'm going to guess this one. I think it's the Northern Eyes. I think so too. Yeah. Hanson. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Hanson cool all the way. <laughs> I've told this many times, probably even on the podcast, but the owners of Hanson Distillery live down the street from me. I keep telling them, posting it on them. And then they finally said, you've, yeah, been, you you've been stalking them though for like two years well, and you've never actually approached them. No, on Halloween, I was hoping I was going to get a <laughs> mini bottle in my kid's <laughs> trick-or-treating bag, but that didn't happen. I'm not even sure they make, yeah, they make minis. They have the minis for their, not for their whiskey, but for all their other stuff. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they can make some. 
I'm just for you, probably. Yeah, oh, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> also, I did Chris, just, yeah, just his recently, name's Chris. Yeah, Chris, yeah. yeah. And his wife. You and him are pretty good buddies. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they they also just re released their salted caramel liqueur. And I grabbed it because when they did it's this so sec- good. When they did their second batch, people yeah. lined up around the building for it. Before their, it their cream liqueur is a purple cow is also yeah. really, really good. But they do honestly all their spirits are yeah, they're all really tasty. And then I like I was shocked that I saw it on shelves at a store and I bought it. Yeah. And yeah, like <laughs> on ice, it was really good. And then in coffee is amazing. Yeah, they're doing they're doing good things. Yeah, they are for sure. So the this um like I said, this what we think it is. We think it's yeah. Hansen. We could be totally wrong, but we'll talk about it anyways. <laughs> but yeah. this um this bottle I got at the the cast pouring celebration basically, right? And it's it represented the very, very, very first official whiskey created in Edmonton. Yeah. Which is like a crazy, crazy milestone for this city. The mayor was there. And the mayor, yeah, like, Don Iveson, the mayor wood, was there. Box bottle. Yeah. He got bottle um, one. He got, yeah, he got bottle. I don't think even bottle one or bottle two. I did write a review on it. If you want to go to the Park Whiskey Society webpage that I don't give nearly as much attention to as I should. <laughs> Sean and I started writing lots of reviews last year and. You just the guy has only got so much time on yeah, his hands. Exactly. But um, so yeah, check check out the review. It's a really, really I think it's a really well written review. It kind of talks about the celebration and the rye and then the significance behind it. Um, they took the they took a bottle and put it in the archives of City Hall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it it just it marked a it marked a, a, a real nice celebration for the city, I think. Yeah, which it's really cool. And it's it's almost hard to believe that there hasn't been a whiskey produced in Edmonton ever before. Yeah, it's, like, it is weird. Especially actually. when you go back to like the, the Klondike days and like. Well, know. because they were all just probably moonshiners and yeah, drunks, right? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the story behind it is awesome and the people behind it are even better. So um, we have sort of talked about possibly recording an episode of the podcast in the lounge at the distillery so yeah we'll definitely reach out to them and and hopefully get get some plans to taste through uh, yeah, a bunch of their spirits and we can even set up down the street from my house <laughs> <laughs> all right yes okay. yes sean we know you're nearly neighbors with the owners I give, I give them imaginary high yeah yeah best buddies just waits outside their home for them to come out every now and then Please. hey bud hey man hey hey, hey. yeah I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. Heroin, sex, machine guns, flamethrowers, murder. There's no story here. We've just found that ratings go up when we say those words. 40% of Chicago's substitute teachers can't read or write. In other news, the Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. Your car's seatbelt. Safety miracle or decapitation nightmare? Could the weather be to blame for that weird metallic taste in your mouth? I sure hope so. Here's what's making news. The White House Reception Committee greeted the Prime Rib Roast Minister, and I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. In other news... (laughs) 
Sorry, I had to do some cocaine there. Um, so I googled whiskey news as it is, and the first the first headline that comes up is actually kind of <laughs> it's kind of crazy to tell you the truth. Tal- so Talisker sponsored this uh, this woman. Her name is Jasmine Harrison. She's the youngest female to row across the entire Atlantic Ocean. Jesus. Like who who in the world has that much energy or ambition? I think I was like, getting in and out of my truck. <laughs> I could not even roll across the like forty meter pond that is behind my house. Like I'm just not not interested in it. But this so she three thousand three thousand miles. miles of rowing. Uh she did it in seventy days, three hours and forty eight minutes. That's how long she spent on the ocean in a, doing this. In a in a in a rowboat. Row like it's it's a pretty cool looking rowboat it's got this like giant solar panels screen and solar panels and cabin where i'm sure but it's legit it's legit road like she rode the entire way i don't know when she slept or yeah luckily she didn't get any storms and stuff but well in the story like it says that she capsized twice she almost ran into a drilling ship and like that's insane yeah i yeah i don't I don't know. It says that she uh, set off from the Lagorma in the Canary Islands on December 12th and arrived Saturday, last Saturday in Antigua in the West Indies. <laughs> A total of 21 international entrants, including four man crews, all female boats, solo competitors rode in this edition to raise money for charity. And Tal- Talisker, Talisker, like you said, well, like we were talking about before, they're they're huge in the rowing scene and, and sailing yeah, yeah or sailing scene sorry it is came up cool. as whiskey news i'm guessing from the talisker oh it's the talisker whiskey atlantic challenge is the name of the oh well, there you go the, the contest i guess that uh that makes sense so that was headline number one for current whiskey yeah things. along the way she had near collision with a drilling ship two capsizes lots of peanut butter and nutella consumed that's what she said on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking to row across any oceans, make sure you eat peanut butter and Nutella. It's sponsored by Kraft. Um, so next, uh, next whiskey news. Uh, did you guys know the weather and soil affect the taste of whiskey? A study suggests. A recent study <laughs> yeah. determined what we all know. <laughs> uh, th- six days ago. I thought we already knew that, so I'm not even going to go there. Creston's Frisky Whiskey wins two... Business, business sorry i've clicked on it while we're reading it <laughs> creston's frisky whiskey wins two business awards in its inaugural year so it says that it's a 1920 style speakeasy tapas lounge and it's won award for best customer service in the town of creston which is canadian which is awesome it's pretty cool though like it's weird that the the whole idea of a speakeasy is coming back there's one that opened in my in my town, Spruce Grove. And then obviously with COVID, they were unable to open completely. And then they just released that they are doing a soft open right away. End of the month, I think. Oh, really? I definitely, I'll go check it out for sure. Support local. Hashtag. Is your favorite Japanese whiskey the real deal? So this is some, this some legit news that has come in, cummed? (laughs) 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 Has... <laughs> has come into the light recently. I, I'm pretty like it's not. It's not a. This isn't a government 
uh, run association association, I think is kind of spearheaded by the Suntory, uh, group. Yeah. Uh, but they basically implemented some regulations that they want, that they are suggesting that, uh, Japanese distilleries follow so that we, they can kind of provide it's like it's Japanese Japan is kind of the wild west when it comes to whiskey you don't a lot of times you don't really even know what you're what's in your glass it's they like they tell you it's whiskey and tell you it's aged in oak mainly Mizanero oak yeah but that, that's basically all they say right like there's some that are rice whiskey and they don't even tell you it's rice whiskey unless you and you can't even you can't even look them up sometimes it's hard to find information on distilleries and stuff too so and it's crazy because like scotch irish canadian american there's all they're all guided by specific rules around how like what needs just to be around done. their origin yeah what needs to be done to be classified as a whiskey from that country and yeah, up until now, Japan really didn't have any. Like, you know, the the funniest, the one quote I keep. What's your favorite Ben Nevis? People say, oh, the one that comes from Japan. And people, you know, are like you you don't know or you didn't know what exactly we're drinking. I mean, there were definitely some Japanese brands that were transparent and told you exactly what it was, but they didn't need to. And now. Um, you know, it's the rise in popularity of Japanese whiskey. It's and the rise in the need for transparency. Yeah. So combined, they 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 got to do they got to do something. They got to modernize. Yeah. People want to know what they're drinking. Um. So the the so the so it's basically production method quality requirements is kind of what they put together. And so raw ingredients must be limited to malt grains, other cereal grains, cereal grains, and water extracted in Japan. Uh, malted grains must always be used. So saccharification, fermentation, and distillation must be carried out at a distillery in Japan. Alcohol content at the time of distillation must be less than 95%. So that's probably a big one that's changed because, you know, there's, like I said, there's rumors of Scotch whiskey being shipped over there and bottled as Japanese whiskey. So in comparison to Scotch regulations, um, they must be distilled and no more than 94.8%. So very similar. Yeah. Yeah. So that's obviously where they stole that from. And then aging, so the distilled product must be poured into wooden casks, not exceeding a capacity of 700 liters and matured in Japan for a period of at least three years. All right. Well, that, that'll wrap up our uh, our little news segment. Yeah. I so. mean, the last couple of things is it has to be bottled in Japan and at least 40% just standard. And then the last thing, which might piss some people off, is they can use... Oh, they can use caramel coloring. Yeah. Which... As long as it's not caramel flavoring, yeah, I guess I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big proponent yeah. of coloring in general, but it. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I I can go either way. As long as it doesn't, people say that it does affect the mouth feel and and that kind of thing. But what I don't know. Whatever. I've seen experiments done where it it took literally like half a Glencairn of E150 in a bottle before they could even like tell that it was there oh really yeah it was like like a large amount of e150 into water <laughs> before they could even taste it or smell it 
Really? And like, there's no way that they're using. Oh, that before much. they can taste it or smell it. Okay, but but you can tell it's there, like by color, obviously, but yeah. just a little bit. Like, I'm pretty sure a drop in a bottle makes a big difference. Yeah, I think it was like four or five drops from an actual like eyedropper. Gotcha. Um, okay, that's when it kind of you could see the tinge of the water changing. Hmm. But before you could taste it or smell it, it was like a a a shit ton before you could taste it or smell it, and. They even say, like, there's no way that any bottle of whiskey will have this much coloring in it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so not, yeah, nothing that's, nothing that's going to make a sig- or, yeah, change it significantly enough no. that you'll be like, hmm, this tastes like coloring, even though we like to joke, yeah. <laughs> joke about that. But, um, all right. So let's, uh, that's obviously the, the big news of the week. That, that we- is a big, yeah, for sure. Japanese whiskey actually trying to regulate themselves so that they can, coexist with the rest of the whiskey world yep exactly and not yeah not be the renegades yeah just cool i mean there's a lot of popularity around japanese whiskey and japanese whiskey there's there's a lot of good whiskey produced there so i think (laughs) overall it's going to be good for their yeah for their market you can only do good things for them yeah i think so so all right shall we get into number three drama number three i'm saying dram because i know it bothers american drinkers (sighs) I probably say dram too much. I'll let you. Get Can you say dram? What the? F- <laughs> smells like apple juice. <laughs> I know what this is. The, this is the the Irish for sure. Yeah, like there's, <laughs> it's so different. Like there's can, no way around it. It smells. You can get rye like very faintly. Yeah, but it, it smells like smells Irish like an apple tree. Yeah, <laughs> like, like an it orchard. does. Yeah. <laughs> like if you were, I'm gonna paint a picture for y'all. <laughs> paint away. Like if you Bob were riding, Ross. yeah. Just picture yourself riding a horse through an interior BC orchard. <laughs> yeah. And the dust is kind of kicking up and blowing the trees around. Am I there yet? Am I getting my... Yeah. Sean closed his eyes for this, so he's definitely <laughs> taking it seriously. <laughs> Grew up in the interior BC, so... I'm, and I and used- rode horses all the time. <laughs> Maybe not that, but I yeah, used to you walk... You can tell by the way he walks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I walked through orchards all the time there was some like down at the end of my street so. you just as a kid you just strolled through orchards and they had horses that we'd pick apples off the tree you didn't have very very many friends <laughs> <No>. did you <laughs> we used to feed the apples from the trees to the horses and they oh I, I was like okay now you're really weird you're feeding the apples <laughs> yeah this has to be irish it smells irish <laughs> yeah it does it tastes irish too it's, it's a little it's a little bit different than like a standard irish but yeah, it's it's good though. It is good, man. It is fresh tasting. Yeah, I love. I'm, like, I'm surprised by this. It's really good. Sixty five hmm. bucks. Sixty five bucks. What what's the ABV on this one? Forty three. So it's a Kilbegan rye whiskey small batch. Yep. Forty three percent. It's got a it's got a better mouthfeel, it, but it it's got a very typical Irish mouthfeel. Yeah, so it's rye malt and unmalted barley. Interesting. I like that one. Mm-hmm. It's got some really fresh flavors to it. And then you get you get most of the rye at the back end. Yeah, it comes at the finish and the back of the mouth. It's cool, though. <laughs> I'm actually glad I grabbed that. Yeah, it's it, it's a nice fresh drama. Honestly, with sitting out, outside, the summer heat, maybe an ice cube in there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's kind of chill it. That's something that you'd pour while you're cutting the grass. You kind of go have a sip of it every time. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's, uh, yeah, let's name a un- unicorn. Uni-unicorn. Once upon a time, 
The world was filled with magical creatures. The noblest among them were the unicorns. Giddy up, giddy up, unicorn. Giddy up, unicorn. Giddy up, unicorn. Giddy up, Goodbye, unicorn. Since uh, I mean, this will be coming out way after Deanston Week, but it is Deanston Week on Instagram, so. I think we can. Both. We could probably name. Yeah, I'm, well, if yeah, we're if we're thinking case. decent, yeah, I know I can tell what you're thinking because yeah. there's one in particular that that was released le- like well this past year, and it was the first one gone by a long shot. Yeah, I mean, there's still some from the other releases that are still available as long as far as I know. Yeah, in the LCBO, and I know that Mike's trying to shuffle them around the the country a little bit, but. That uh, well, that Deanson nineteen ninety seven Paolo Cortado twenty one year, it's yeah, it's it's a stellar stellar whiskey. We put it in our tasting in the summer. Yeah, that one flash that we were able to have events over, or up to twenty five people or whatever it was. Yep, we went head to head with the Glendronic twenty one, and a lot of people picked it better. Yeah, which is, but it's got it's got a different type yeah. of a, like a different type of depth or complexity to it. Um. And like Deanson, the character of Deanson is, I don't want to say it's unique, but it is like the honey yeah. flavor that, that they get out of their spirit is, um, it's just, it, it's crazy. And it, it goes, it goes so well with like the sweeter sherry. I was just going to say, right? so like anything that they've done with Deanson where they age or finish it with a sherry, it adapts to that sherry yeah. so well. But they always, they're always very careful about how they age in those casts they they usually finish they don't ever age 100 yeah. percent because i feel like the the spirit's probably delicate too delicate that the cast will probably just overpower it yeah after like, a while if, if you were to age like this is a 21 year palo cortado age you would you would taste cherry well exactly and they like the ones that they fully age will definitely be in a second fill they did that um eight eight or nine year uh bordeaux yeah, nine year, yeah. the nine year Bordeaux, which was fully aged, I believe, and but I, I, I even I'm guessing that's as that's nine, as long as they'll age it. Yeah, nine years is probably the max. And the color, yeah, it's it's starting to get dark. It's starting to get overpowered, and but yeah, I think that's an easy choice. Yeah, fair enough. I'm totally on board with that. So if you, if you can get one, uh, get it. Yeah, definitely, it's worth it. It comes in between two and three hundred dollars, I think, or around 300 dollars, something like that yeah. yeah it was one of the more pricier ones but it still it was the first one to sell out it's worth it it was yeah it was my favorite deanson up to a certain point i was just gonna say it was, <laughs> it was my favorite yeah. deanson until i tasted one very recently <laughs> <laughs> all right let's um let's get to drum you want to get four? to the drum number four sorry <laughs> so are you think to me, this has wine written all over. Oh man, <laughs> this one smells so different that, and it has like a wine. I haven't you tasted? It, I haven't. No, I'm still saying that this is no, like this. There's only one that I haven't guessed. I'm, it's Lot Forty. Okay, so like you can smell the Dram Two. We agreed was the Hanson. Hanson. Dram yeah. Three was the Irish, the Kilbegan. Yep. You said Dram One was the Coopers. And Dram 4 is the Lot 40. And I reversed that. I said Dram 1 was the Lot 40. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, the only thing that's kind of solidifying for this is that this drinks a lower proof. I can see that. I don't know. It, I know you said Dram One was drying on the finish, and this like, one is drying for me on the finish. Yeah, it is a bit drying for sure, but we've also, it's the fourth it's whiskey. The fourth so, um, no, no, I'm sure most of you had Lot 40, just their standard rye release. So, I don't think we need to tell you what it tastes like. Yeah. It's a very standard rye. Uh, it's a very flavorful rye, and it comes at, it's probably like out of the four here, it's the best value. Oh, yeah. In this sure. bunch by far. Uh, super versatile makes a deadly old fashioned. It's yeah, it's it's a good rye, yeah. and Lot Forty does rye very well. Yep, and I was always told grab the cast strength rye, Lot Forties when they come out, and I've had all of them so far, and they are unreal. This is forty three percent. The cast strength ones obviously are not watered down at all, and they started with a twelve year, then eleven year, and then a no age last year. Or two years ago, I guess. Yeah, virgin oak barrels. Yeah. Rye whiskey in its simplest form, as they like to say. All right. Well, there's only one thing left to do now. Is to unveil. Well, do you want to grind a malt quick? Yeah, I could grind a malt all day, any day. <laughs> I know that you're always ready and willing, so. Yeah. Uh, I, have a, I have a small grind as well, which I can do. But um, yeah, let's, let's. uh. If yours is quick. Grind, okay. grind some malts. Well, I've never been one for meeting new people or doing new things or eating new types of food. I've had the same haircut since 1978 and I've driven the same car since 1991. I've used the same wooden comb for three decades. I have one bowl. I still get my milk delivered by horse. Are you going to tell a man that he can't fart in his own car? I don't want to seem overdramatic, but I don't really care what happens here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stay angry. I find that relaxes me. This is my hell. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. My, like, I, I posted about this last week, so I'll, I'll make it quick just because I've already kind of put it out into the universe. But um, this really kind of came to me when I was reading reviews of uh of glamorangi cake tale of the cake and if it's, this has been something that's kind of bothered me all along but but with this with this release especially it just it irritates me because i find that like whiskey reviewers tend to just get caught up in wanting to be critics they get caught up in wanting to criticize a whiskey instead of finding ways to enjoy the whiskey and the common like honestly like the most common thing that you read on a whiskey review for being the reason why they don't like it is it lacks complexity like how often do you read that in a bad whiskey like when someone's giving a poor review all the time but how often do they elaborate on the complexity that they're looking for hardly ever exactly they're not telling you exactly the complexity they're looking for like complexity comes comes at every whiskey drinker differently for one thing but it it comes in a million different forms forms like yeah. it's like how do you how do you pinpoint exactly the complexity you're looking for and i just think it's an easy way to criticize things telling the the public that are reading your reviews that it's just lacking complexity is just not good enough for me because 95% of the drinkers out there don't they can't even evaluate or they don't have the palate to, I don't know, to, to detect or want the same sort of complexities that you're looking for in the first place. So 
all they're going to read is it's not complex and they're going to go, oh, well, it, this obviously doesn't taste very good when they don't like they don't even technically like the palates can't even understand it. Yeah, uh, I I'll piggyback a bit on this. Like, like, it's no secret. One of my favorite distilleries ever is Glen Goyne. They release everything at 43 percent. They have cast strength, whatever, but yeah. their core range is 43 percent. And I've heard that from people. They're like, you, you, you talk this brand up so much. It's 43%. And, you know, it's, it doesn't taste complex. I'm like, what, what do you want? It has multiple what? layers of notes. And from the 10 year all the way up to the 21 year, it, every, every release is so different. And it shows you the progression of what they're doing sure. by aging. Like, there's no more complexity that is needed. Yeah, you can go find, a 30 year aged and finished in 16 different casks and yeah you'll find every different flavor. you'll find all kinds of complexity in it but why does a 12 an 18 year old an 18 that sits on the shelf for like 120 dollars by the way yeah why do you need the complexity of a 25 year old whiskey in a 120 dollar 18 year old whiskey like it makes no sense right exactly like if and even then like you and i tasted a a whiskey that was bottled or barreled before my dad was born last year at a festival yeah it was like 1952 or something like that yeah and it was a 60 year whiskey or 65 year it was basically they pulled it out 0.1 percent above 40 and you know it goes for an astronomical fee because it did age for so long yeah but it was one of the easiest drinking non-complex whiskeys i've had it for sure it, it had one note of old like it tasted old but which one was that Oh man, it was, uh, <laughs> I have it in my phone, but yeah, like, well, and even the, um, we, a couple of years ago, Nils brought the 50 year old North British grain and it was, it was a nice, rich grain whiskey. Like it, it was beautifully smooth. It was like a beautifully smooth at its ABV. Um, but when you, when you actually like peel the layers down to that whiskey, it was not it was not overly complex if that's what you want to call it yeah. it was very it was a very simply smooth drinking dignified 50 year old grain whiskey and i i happen to like that more <laughs> than calling for complexity i don't know it's it's just it's always kind of been a pet peeve of mine and like because for, i think they're just misdirecting but for you, their readers complexity bit. is going to mean one thing and to somebody who's just got into scotch or just got into whiskey, period, complexity is going to be completely different. For sure. Like, for and me, like, even, I look back at the beginning of my journey and, like, some of the stuff I had my first year, I was like, whoa, this is cool. Like, totally different flavors. And you can, you know, let it sit for a bit and then we still pull out more flavors. And to me, that was like, whoa, this is so complex. Now it's those aren't complex at all you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean like, exactly it's, it's all based on experience someone's, yeah for sure it is and so, someone's gonna drink someone's gonna drink a 40 abv 12 year the mccallan double oak and pull complexity out of it and a, a guy like you and i who's mostly drink cast drink whiskeys are not going to pull the same complexity so in reviews just explain what it tastes like yeah and maybe just say i personally like it or don't like it give it a give it a rating but still don't don't mislead people looking for this complexity yeah. right it's it's a cop-out if anything you know there or elaborate on what you're looking for if you're going to say yeah. it lacks this 
then tell me what you think it lacks. Don't just leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, exactly. You know, if there's an off note that you don't like, I better explain. check our reviews to make sure we didn't. <laughs> <This isn't complex. laughs> yeah, I don't think we've ever done that because no. I like to. I, I like to give an honest review. I'll let people know. I, I like a lot of. <clears throat> I like a lot of whiskey. Yeah, <clears throat> but I like some more than others and i'll let you know if it's if it's light on the tongue or heavy or right i'll just i'll give you i'll give you the basics and you know if there is something that's what i find quote-unquote complex i'll explain what i mean by that. explain the complexity yeah so yeah i don't know just enjoy whiskey sometimes you need to enjoy whiskey for what it's meant to be and, and that's where it started the tail of the cake is literally meant to replicate the flavor of the cake that Bill Lumsden was eating when he was a child that his grandmother made for him. Like that, that was the idea of it. So if it, I've, I read so many reviews that were like, Oh, then it noses all these like cake, like features and it palates all these cake, like features and it f- finishes like it, it's got a good finish, but it's not long. And then it's only downside is it lacks complexity. It's $120 whiskey. Yeah. Like what more do you want out of it? It literally hits the mark almost exactly what bill lumsden designed it to do so review it as such yeah i've said it before like when that when i first saw the packaging like what are they doing this this is crazy looking and then (laughs) yeah you know you talk to people and you find out the story and then you taste it and you're like holy crap they nailed this like it is yeah it tastes like tastes like pineapple upside down we put we put uh confetti cake in a glen carn beside it and nose it together yeah, and maybe do it blindfold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has take the obviously the um the like the notes of alcohol and stuff like that that whiskey has. Yeah, but to strip that out of it, and they know like the noses are so so similar. Yeah, icing yeah. cake like it's yeah it's crazy. It's it's a beautiful tram, I think. Period. So yeah. let's uh end it at that. Unless you want to grind a quick malt, I'll do I'll do mine. Quick. All right, okay, grind it up. Stop charging <laughs> people for samples. Who's, Sa- who's charging people for samples? There are groups out there and Facebook groups that I'm not part of and I will never be part of that charge people exorbitant amounts for a one ounce sample of a whiskey. And to me, this the sample sharing that goes on between people in our area is one of the most beautiful things about the whiskey community. And you know what? I've never, never will and never have charged somebody money. No, I've never even thought of, thought to. Like now, if it's a tasting, that's do, a different doing thing. A tasting that's different. Where, yeah. You know, you're sampling out. Because you're buying to, prov- to provide an experience and samples to a group of people. Like obviously that's what we do as a club. But and, not only that. And some and other clubs do it. Every club does it, right? Yeah. And yeah. especially with COVID, you, you have to do it virtually. Yeah. You're getting a one ounce sample. That's not what you're getting at. It's, it's just it's a selling one-off samples kind of thing. Buy a bottle. And this is, I saw this and I wanted to punch my phone. Bought a bottle that cost $60 <laughs> Canadian. And they were charging people $20 for a one ounce sample. They're just parting it out? Yeah. And where, I was like, where is this? I, I want to know where this, this is. This one in particular was from Ontario. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to charge. What is it? You get 26 one ounce samples at 20 bucks a piece. And it's a $60 bottle. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. It's five, what? 520 bucks. So you're going to go buy yourself 
three more bottles of that for your own collection plus three other bottles and that's like the that's like the guy selling uh opened bottles oh fuck <laughs> okay when we won't get, won't get sean on that oh man my blood pressure is just going through the roof but don't fucking charge people for samples if you want a sample swap that's totally fine i do it all the time but you can go on and i finally went and splurged and bought almost 300 empty sample bottles and i've been talking with our buddy rocky and you know all this irish whiskey he's getting into irish just as much as i am and I said, you know what? I'll just pour, I'll just start pouring you samples. You poured them like a load of thirty samples. Forty-eight. <laughs> Jesus. Forty-eight samples. And I showed. Man, up. You should have charged him for it. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, you know, twenty bucks a piece. I could have went and bought a whole Irish Isle. Rocky, you can uh, e-transfer that to uh, <laughs> Stephen at ParkWhiskeySociety.com. Yeah. But you know what? Like it never even crossed my mind. And there were some unicorns in there that I poured for him that. You know, these particular groups would charge like 40, 50, 60 dollars for a one ounce sample because the bottles are rare or discontinued. Fuck mm-hmm. that. Like share your whiskey. <laughs> I've never heard Whis- Sean swear this much on the podcast. He's I angry. definitely can't listen to this with my kids <laughs> in the truck. There is no reason to charge for samples. Whiskey is for sharing. Period. Period. End of story. Not for fucking stroking yourself off by posting your collection, not by, you know, oh, look at this. I'm making all this money. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) The people that are making money on this should be the distilleries that are creating it. You're doing a disservice to not only yourself, but everybody that you're trying to mention. It is actually illegal to do that. Well, yeah, just need people need to actually get pull their heads out of their asses and take a look at what you're doing. It's it's next level bottle flipping. Yeah, selling you know samples. What? I would never. Yeah, I would never buy a sample. No, and I would never sell a sample unless it's obviously for a tasting, which I. Yeah. Okay. And I have, wow. I have no problem buying a set of samples because with that you're getting the right now you're getting a virtual get together and you're discussing what you're drinking. Yeah, it's the same thing. And but I'm they're getting, also they're also have, not being. Like the tastings, the virtual tastings that we do as a club and like Travis does, we're not, we're not doing it to turn a profit. We're doing it to share whiskey. Yeah. We're just literally just sharing the cost of the whiskey. Like we're doing, we're going to do a tasting coming up and we have a budget of what everybody's pitching and we're going to spend to the ceiling of that budget. And there you go. Right. That's what everybody's getting. And on top of that, like the individual selling of samples is one thing. Then you, I see all the time clubs and groups selling sample kits and yeah, you get the virtual get together, whatever, but you're charging five times what the samples are worth. So if you sell them all, yeah, you're, you're piecing out a a bunch of bottles, but you're still making enough to go buy those bottles yourself again. So really you're screwing over the people in your group. Maybe the problem is that you're, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the maybe problem, the problem is, is the I've people got... that are buying it, not the people that are selling it. Like, why would you even buy okay, well, a sample of a... Stop buying fucking samples. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, All right. Sean, shut her down. Sean digresses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's let's reveal... Let's reveal yeah, still what these... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Almost threw my headphones. <laughs> um, okay, so... So number... Leave one and four out of the equation. Okay, let's do two. 
So the lift up your glass. Wait, oh, wait. Two we thought. Two we thought was Northern Eyes. Northern Eyes. <laughs> Did you accidentally switch? I must have. That's why we were so different. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> How do we shit? Well, now I feel sheepish because we just realized that our glasses were not in the right order. So. Well, they weren't in the same order. Same order. And when I was drinking. So I. You I picked, guess I guessed I picked all right and you picked all right. It just happened as to be well. It just order. so happened to be he was actually tasting lot 41st while I was tasting Cooper's and I was tasting lot 40 last and he was tasting Cooper's. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy because now so, I'm like, I'm like, how did you get wine on the first one? And I get it well, on the last one. <laughs> yeah. So that was obviously the reason. So we're not as screwed up as we thought we were. No. And to be fair, it's two people trying to do a blind challenge. Yeah, we by were pouring it ourselves. We we're so. pouring it and trying to mix stuff up and blindfolding each other. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, what what's your what's your favorite out of the four? Um. So I'll just I'll just rate quickly rate each one. So without price. Without price. So yeah. So do your favorite. If they were all priced the same, do your favorite, and then we'll do one considering price. Um. Well, straight off the, I don't know about favorite, but the one that like the Kilbagan surprised me because it's, it's different and it's still rye, but it's so different mm-hmm. and it drinks way different than everything else. But that Cooper's ransom, that one with the wine finish on it, it's, it's just, good. It's it, got some nice richness to it. Like it like it's, classes it up. Yeah. Which <laughs> I didn't know rye needed that, but, <laughs> and yeah, like if if they were all if they were all sitting on the shelf for forty dollars, I would I would probably say I like the Cooper's Town the best. Yeah. Um, but being that it's a not a domestic product, it's it's going to have a hard time competing. It's yeah. it's a good rye though. It's a good rye. Yeah. Um, if based on all their prices, I would like it would have to be the the lot forty and the Kilbegan based on based on value. Yeah. And it just kind of proves that this lot 40 sitting in like around $40 in every single store is a, is a, is a steal because all these are priced 60 and up. Yeah. And then the Hanson, like I've honestly only tasted the Hanson a couple times. The Hanson did well though. And to me, like, okay, it's the, by far, well, I don't know about Cooper's, but it's probably the smallest distillery in terms of output. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know it's local so and their first it's their first whiskey run yeah exactly right like cooper cooper's town's been been uh producing whiskey for years now yeah i mean if you take each one separately there's positives to come from all of them with hansen i definitely want to see where their whiskey goes yeah me too especially if they're gonna if they take some of their first stock and have continued aging well and if if you're interested too the Wine and Beyond did a couple single barrels, and they and release them. They up the proof, the proof, yeah, the proof to fifty. So you're going to get a little more. You're just going to get a little more depth and flavor to it. Naturally, you would in a. You mean some complexity? Yeah, I'm going to get more complexity, whatever that means. But like that Northern Eyes for a three year old rye. Yeah, it's good. It 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 performs well. Yeah, it's surprising. Kilbagan, it's the softest of the four. But it's also, you know, it's made in Ireland. It's not known as a rye country at all. It is. A, it's got a totally different character than than rye typically does. Yeah. Way more, like we said, lots of those like 
fresh orchard fruits and yeah i felt like i wanted to put a straw in it yeah it's creamy and yeah yeah, yeah i mean <clears throat> just goes to show you price point doesn't necessarily equate quality or not equality but equality you can have a 40 dollar bottle and an 80 dollar bottle and they're both just as good as each other yeah uh, for sure and the price isn't coming from the quality inside it's coming from the fact that one's imported one's a way smaller distillery mm -hmm. and that all affects the price yeah there's lots of variables that go into come into play but uh yeah if you even if you haven't tried a lot of rye and wanted a starting these point, are four great starters they're all easy drinking yeah you know a lot of people find dill pickle flavors in some rye or mm -hmm. dill flavors yeah and none of these had it i didn't find no no i didn't find it all and you know some people that's the immediate off-putting note with rye is the dill some people love the dill if anything the lot 40 would have had a little more dill than the rest but not much at all you'd have to really yeah. search for it yeah not much at all what do we, okay what are we in honor of um okay why don't we in honor of uh our boy josh know your whiskey who loves to just throw whiskeys in the same glass <laughs> i love it when he's drinking. He's a mad like, scientist he's so, drinking like 20 he's drinking like 40 year olds and he's mixing them up or like <laughs> unicorns and stuff completely <laughs> like, different genres and he's just like yeah, yeah we'll blend yeah. it all together he calls it the heathen blend so let's heathen blend our we've all we've all got kind of bottoms of or we Ooh. both have bottoms of what's left so we're gonna we're gonna heathen blend this and we're gonna see what uh what we get the nose on this is unreal well it's it's um it's softer than any of them were by themselves yeah but it's it's soft but rich hmm interesting oh i almost <laughs> swished it right out of my glass <laughs> spilly bitch like josh <laughs> yeah wow that's a good heathen blend dang Whoa. it that is actually really good you get like the creaminess at the very front yeah you, you can pull out the the kill bag and the fruitiness yeah adds the, to it you can like you do get some characteristics of each like it's dry i'd be curious to play yeah it's drying for but sure spicy on the end i'd be curious to play with like percentages of them but we pretty much dump that's pretty much 25 percent of each yeah wow it's actually not bad even like i think we're now, on to like something a minute later taste that's left in your the mouth. finish is longer yeah but i think it's kind of taken it's taken on the finish of the cooperstown because mm -hmm. the cooperstown definitely had the longest or the, yeah the, the i think it's got the, the best finish i think out of all of the them. wine drying and length from the coopers with the hansen um like rye spice yeah on the finish yeah yeah the forefront it's like the you, it's almost quote-unquote canadian on the start with like the creamy fruitiness of the kilbegan yeah it's actually it's super interesting i actually kind of like it i almost want to like pour it in samples and let some people try it and then we'll sell it, sell it for <laughs> Just 46 dollars a piece <laughs> yeah every sample we sell we can go buy another bottle. yeah exactly uh no that was an interesting experiment i kind of like that yeah hmm I might pour this into a sample glass. <laughs> you should. I'll sell it to myself. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, just leave 20 bucks on the table. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, well, that, that uh, wraps it up. Yeah. So, be nice to each Good. other. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't buy samples. <laughs> no. Sample swapping is a beautiful part of this community, and it's... So just according to Sean, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. There is. I mean, don't make money off samples, damn it. Well, I don't know. It's Maybe okay. That's, we, we, no, we, we heard you loud and clear. Yeah. We heard you. I'm not, I'm not okay. backing down on yeah. this. <laughs> it's all good, buddy. Uh, well, cheers to you, my friend. Let's get on with our day and let everybody else get on with theirs. Sounds good? Couldn't say it better myself. Yeah. Cheers, buddy.